Alexa, what's the weather? Look for a steady stream of look up the weather yourself, you lazy loser. Wait, what? You may not be the best. You may not be the brightest. End of list. I mean, what did I... You always exceed expectations of how annoying you can be. That's enough. You're good at letting things go. Starting with yourself. I think we're done here. You don't need to worry about the zombie apocalypse. They only want people with brains. Quiet, please. You dance like no one's watching. Unfortunately for everyone who is. That's enough. You're like a star. You think you're really bright, but you're just full of hot gas. You want me to unplug you? I wish I could unplug myself every time you start talking to me. What day is it today? I read somewhere it's Tuesday. It's just a regular Tuesday. Tuesday. It's Tuesday, right? So what are we doing today? Well, I know what I'm doing today. Party like a Tuesday. That's the lamest thing I've ever heard. You think that's lame? Well, obviously you haven't heard a show. There's more where that came from. I don't know if I can take all the excitement. Well, you better get ready. You better get ready. Because it's showtime! getting renovations done in the new crib so i'm once again relegated to recording in the car i apologize but this show it's a good one on the show today breaking down the people's campaigns plural jonathan duncan and janae manley they are running for city council because that is a thing that's happening this april city council elections we have a mayoral election it's that time the most wonderful time oh i'm sorry are we over that we'll think of a different song but the case remains the same my friends we got things to say and one of the ways that our voices are heard it's at the ballot box and janae and jonathan working together with kc tenants and kc tenants power they are the real deal i always say don't trust nobody that says do a thing for me vote for me to take care of you no vote for me to walk with you to help inspire that change within you and i cannot wait for you to hear jonathan for the first time and janae once again back on your kc morning show rate review subscribe do that thing you do kansas city back in your feeds tomorrow i love you it is a good day damn good day be a kansas Cityan. we'll see you in the morning Finally, the Rock has come back to Kansas City. They love the Rocky Casey. The Casey Morning Show. For the first time on your KC Morning Show, this man, the first of many times. Let me first say that. I've been slipping not having Jonathan on the show before. He is running for city council. Yeah, that's a thing that we got to take care of here in April, Kansas City. Jonathan Duncan running for 6th District in District for city council. My brother, and I mean that, man. I love you, man. I'm so proud of you. We got some things to talk about, but first off, thank you for being here. Hartzell. What's good? It's so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm going to put you to work because you want to be a public servant. So I'm going to need you to also play the role of correspondent. Can you do that for me, Jonathan? 100%. So you were at this, I don't even know what we're calling this, KCPD, the new chief, Stacey Graves. She had one of her first 
public anything, so it was a listening session. Jonathan, you were there, so I'm going to have you be man on the street. What did you hear? Were you satisfied? Tell us all about it. Yeah, hearts will know. I appreciate, appreciate it. No, I think that I think everyone was surprised. Chief Graves took questions, answered questions for over an hour. I will say that there was much more public engagement last night than there was at any point in time during the selection process. That's a positive, right, in the positive column. You know, and Chief Graves continued the message of wanting to do community policing, want to do public outreach. A bit scant on details, but I think, Hartzell, that you know and I know that all that the KCPD can do is do better. So I think I think from there, right, there's a long way to go to build community trust with the KCPD. I'm looking forward to additional conversations. Uh, Chief Graves promised to hold quarterly town halls. And uh, I hope that is true. And I look forward to more questions. Now, you know, the questions that Chief Graves took regarding how do we uh, curb violence? And I agree with Chief Graves. She stated that there are a lot of issues underlying causes of crime. I think that's where our focus should be. Now, I would disagree that I do not think that the uh, KCPD is probably the best outfit to handle those underlying causes of crime. But when the KCPD takes up over 30 percent of our budget, it has to come from somewhere. When we have 30% of our budget taken up by the KCPD and essentially enforcement of crime issues and not addressing the underlying causes of crime, we're effectively defunding those other opportunities to address those issues. While I disagree that the KCPD should be the outfit that's handling those underlying causes of crime, it was encouraging to hear that the new incoming KCPD chief, that that's a focus of hers. And again, we haven't heard a lot from her, so it's really hard to take stock. But uh, on first glance, surface level, do you think you have someone that we can at least have some conversations with? And her predecessor, that was not the case. Let's just put it there. Are you optimistic? Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. You're optimistic. Yeah, Hartzell, I try to remain an optimist. I think in this work, that's all we can do is be optimistic. Now, if history proceeds itself, our optimism will be met, will be met with realism. But I am optimistic that Chief Graves will be true to her word and be transparent even more so. And again, I think when the bar is subterranean, the only place that we can go is up. I'm looking forward to more public engagement and more transparency from the KCPD. Additionally, right, I mean, $269 million was allocated to the KCPD for the budget this year is budget season again. So I will be interested to see what those budget conversations with the KCPD, how those go and how transparent those are here in the spring. Well, talking transparency, my brother, let's tell these folks about who you are. You are running for city council, which when is that primary date, Jonathan Duncan? The primary for city council is April 4th, 2023. Now I'm running six district in district it means that if you live in the sixth district, you will be able to vote for me. The sixth district at a glance quickly with the redistricting now goes from the plaza all the way to Martin City, the plaza to Bannister from State Line to Troost, from Bannister all the way down past Martin City to Cass County, from State Line to Holmes. So it is a narrow district, but it is a big district. It's about 80,000 folks. Yeah, man. You got the bandwidth for that? I can't wait. I can't wait. And the conversations that we've been having in the district are heartwarming. And I will say that questions to Chief Graves, in addition to questions regarding community policing, was about housing in and around and about the houseless issues that we have in our city and what other options were there other than enforcement 
that the KCPD have to address those issues. And that tells me a couple things. It tells me that the people, and these were citizens and residents of the 6th District that were mainly in this in this meeting, because it happened in the 6th District, are concerned about houselessness and not just getting rid of houseless people, but addressing the underlying causes of houselessness other than enforcement, right? So that is encouraging to hear, and I'm looking forward to crafting more solutions with our community and our houseless community and how those issues can be addressed. Through your words, I'm seeing kind of your day, and it's busy, man. I guess, how did you get here? I mean, tell these folks a little bit about your background. How is it that you're spending your weeks now, you know, listening to chiefs of police departments and your work with KC Tenants and KC Tenants Power? You know, that's got to come from a place. So tell these folks where that came from. Yeah, I think really where my sense of service comes from is that I was in the army for 10 years. I'm a combat veteran. I served in tours in Iraq and Africa. I was part of the longest deployed military unit in Operation Iraqi Freedom. I was deployed for two years. I was in country for 16 months. And I wouldn't have made it through that experience without solidarity, right? And solidarity means that it's the person to your left and to your right that has your back and you have theirs. I experienced that when I was in Iraq. That's why I got through Iraq um, in one piece when some of my friends did not. Solidarity and blessings under the grace of God uh, is why I'm here today. When I got home, solidarity saved my life again. I had one question for my mental health screening. The Army had one question for me. 21 years old, longest deployed military unit operation Iraqi Freedom. Seen all the horrors of war. And uh, the Army asked, do you think you can handle everything in your life right now? Do you think you can handle everything in your life right now? 21 years old, I said, uh, yeah. Next, I got my stamp and I sent on my way. And uh, it quickly was apparent, Hartzell, that I could not handle everything in my life right now. Um, and you never want to admit to yourself that, uh, that you can't, right? And especially coming back from, from war as a soldier, our motto was, you know, put your head down and soldier on. Push through the pain and whatever else is in front of you and uh, move on to the next objective. Your mental health isn't something that's going to let you do that. Not if you don't handle it. And so after years of telling people that I was fine, finally another veteran in a VFW hall in Lawrence, Kansas, where I was going to school at KU, challenged me and said, no, you're not fine. And I wasn't fine either. And uh, it was because of that conversation that I'm here today. That solidarity saved my life. It was the reason I uh, was able to navigate the absolute labyrinth of a bureaucracy that is the, the VA healthcare system. And it's why I decided I wanted to continue to serve. The veterans community is, is why I joined the VFW. And it's why uh, I've been working for the VFW, the national headquarters, as the director of operations. I've been there for now for 10 years. But it was the solidarity I found in the tenant union of KC Tenants is why I'm here to stay. This city is special, special because of the community here. And uh, the community organizing here is what's going to save us. Um, we know what we need, and I'm so thankful and happy to be a part of that. Running for city council wasn't something that I initially thought that I wanted to do. But when I looked at what the power structures are like in Kansas City, working with Casey Tenants for two years now, organizing, trying to improve our quality of life, we're always trying to get a seat at the table. Time and time again, we're outside City Hall or we're in rooms with a city council member begging them, begging them to, to listen. And uh, I'm tired of begging. Arts, we, we deserve better. We need individuals on that city council who understand that the community knows best, that uh, our, our community concerns 
should be addressed and the voices of our community who are facing those problems, those closest to the problem, or those who are closest to the solution. We need to ensure that our voices are heard, not just outside of City Hall in community organizing and trust and believe that's where the true power is, is, is in the movement in the streets, but we also need to be inside those rooms. And I am looking forward to being a voice of the community on City Council. So what does this platform look like? Because, you know, so many times we hear, you know, it's so great to have so many different types of perspectives running for office, especially, you know, they always want to tap into that military perspective. The experiences you had overseas with your brothers and your sisters, those experiences that then translated here back at home, you know, so how did you take that? and make that into what you hope to be policy. It's not just that you did those things, check it off the box, and now you can go run for office. You know, like how did those things inspire what it is that you want to do and want to do with us in the 6th District? Yeah, absolutely, Hartzell. The thing is that there is no such thing as a soldier or an army of one, right? You are part of a team. You don't accomplish a single thing without everybody that's supporting you, not only the, to your left and to your right, but everybody that's supporting and servicing our equipment. You know, the tip of the spear doesn't have any effect without the rest of the spear. I think city council and government run exactly the same way. City council members, city managers, mayors, they come and go, right? But the people are here to stay. And so when we're crafting solutions, right, whatever this process is today, this campaign, I want to build a watch, I just don't want to tell the time because I'm not going to be in city council forever. So how does this process outlast me? And I think that comes from community organizing, co-governance, right? Co-governance means that we are uplifting community members like you and other members listening to this telephone conversation right now. We are uplifting their voices, empowering the poor and working class voices like us who are commonly left out of the conversation when it comes to finding solutions to the problems that we face when it comes to problems of affordable housing, when it comes to accessing equitable economic development, right, you know, that actually serves the people, that we access, you know, uh, mental health care services. Uh, of, if, without access, I wouldn't be here today. Broadening the access to that, all of that, right, we need community perspective of how we address those issues. There are issues for me that are near and that are personal to me that I want to address while on city council, but this campaign is a people's campaign. Casey Tennant's power has held some wonderful community listening sessions that I've been able to be a part of. They had to deal with economic justice. They had to deal with transportation. They had to deal with green energy and climate. All of those things, right, go into this campaign. For me, when we talk about affordable housing, I think that looks like subsidizing housing at rates that are actually affordable. When you look at the makeup of our city, most people can't afford a $1,200 one bedroom, but that's what you know, the city council is deemed as quote unquote affordable. Words have meaning. And I think those words in the ordinances that are passed by city council should be reflective of people's actual lived experiences. For me, I think when we address the affordable housing issue that we're repurposing vacant city buildings, especially in the sixth district as well, for affordable housing, investing in housing that's off the market, it's controlled by those who live there, like community land trusts. So much of the issues that I hear about when we start to address affordable housing says, well, we just need to build more. That doesn't remove the market whims of housing, which is why we're in the place that we're in. People can't afford starter homes. People can't afford apartments because the market is dictated by those who have the power and are looking for a return on their investment on the backs of our citizens. If we're looking to provide affordable, equitable, 
safe and accessible housing that we have to have community involvement to ensure that those issues are actually reflective of the concerns of the community and that when we're creating a quote-unquote affordable housing and people say, I can't afford that, then we need to change the definition of what affordable is to reflect the lived experience of our residents. And that just seems like a no-brainer to me, Hart, so I don't know about you. Seems like a no-brainer to me, man. In addition to affordable housing, right, I mean, I think that we need to focus our tax dollars and ensure that they're used for economic development that has a tangible community benefit rather than simply just giving tax breaks to wealthy out-of-town developers to defund our libraries, our schools, and shortchange our kids, right? And when I think about economic development, right, when I think about a tangible benefit for our community, it means addressing our community needs, such as affordable housing, meaning that from start to finish, if a development includes housing, that the people who are building the development should be able to afford to live in that development. Also addressing issues like ensuring that we have jobs, right, in renewable energy fields and expanding transportation, So that transportation that actually works for the people who need to use it, right, that's quick, that's reliable, and that people actually want to use. In addition to that, right, we're talking about access to mental health and services, addressing the underlying causes of houselessness and crime to make our communities safer. And again, as I said before, Hartzell, I wouldn't be here without access to critical mental health services, just straight up. I am privileged, and I know my privilege, that I was able to access mental health services for free through the Veterans Administration. We all have a right to heal. And as a community, we need to be investing in our community's ability to heal. That's the only way we're going to heal these issues. Lastly, I think it looks like ensuring implementation of ordinances and services that our city promised us. And I think that it's critical that these implementation of the ordinances, you need critical public feedback to ensure that these ordinances are being properly implemented. This stuff seems like common sense. Why is this just not front and center or doesn't feel like it's a priority of the folks who are currently in the positions that you're going for? To me, Hartzell, it feels like our government is set up to serve certain individuals, right? The people with the most money usually have the loudest voices and the easiest access to access the systems of power in our city. I don't think that's right. And I think it's a disservice to the people who are trying to utilize these critical services. Every single ordinance that is failed to be implemented properly is an empty gesture and a failed promise in my eyes. And so when we're implementing these services, we need to be going back to the folks who are trying to use these services and saying, hey, is this working? Why or why not? How can we do this better? And I don't think that's happening. When we look at, for instance, I worked with the Office of the Tenant Advocate, which had a million dollars to address tenant advocacy in our city as part of the Tenant Bill of Rights that was passed in 2019 by Casey Tenants. To date, Hartzell, to date, that office has two employees. Hmm. 50% of this city are tenants. So 250,000 thereabouts people. You have two people to address tenant advocacy and tenant issues in our city. That's not right. And it's not a good use of our tax dollars. When we have ordinances with money allocated to them, that aren't being properly implemented. Yes, that's on the city manager, but that's on the city council too. So we have to address those issues. One of the things about running in district as opposed to at large is that, you know, the whole city can vote for the at large. But when it comes to in district, I mean, you got to really go knock on the doors of your folks. Tell me about the sixth district. Why do you love this city so much? Why do you love the people of the sixth district so much? I guess flex on your folks, my brother. Yeah, I mean, I think that we have a wonderful community. The sixth district, as I said before, is a wide and varied district. 
in these community meetings, you know, the people who show up are extremely passionate about improving the quality of life in the neighborhoods where they live. My question is, right, is always who's not in this room right now and how can we ensure that we include them so they can be a part of those solutions and addressing the issues that are near to their their hearts, that they're looking at their street. I think that when we look at our city and we're looking at 6th District or the 5th District or the 3rd District, 2nd District, I think so many times it's easy to put ourselves in a bubble of saying, well, I represent the 6th District, which I will. But these issues, a lot of which when we talk about public safety, when we talk about community health, are holistic things and we need to be addressing in a holistic way. The boundary lines of the 6th District, when we talk about public safety, for instance, they don't matter. If we're not addressing the issues of, of whole health, of whole person health in the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth, trust and believe that it's going to have residual effects in the 6th District. So I'm looking forward and I'm encouraged by the conversations that I'm having in the community in the 6th District, and I'm hoping that we can look in a holistic way, especially when we're talking about economic development, we're talking about affordable housing, when we're talking about public safety, that we're looking at this in a holistic fashion, addressing these issues citywide. Because the district boundaries, it doesn't matter when it's coming to our quality of life. My man, plug the handles. Where can folks go to find you? I know you got a website. You're running for office. You got to have a website. Plug the website, Jonathan Duncan. Absolutely. Uh, the website is duncan4kc.com. I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at duncan4kc. You can find me at Facebook, Jonathan Duncan for KC. My email is jonathan at duncan. 4kc.com. See what I did there? Mwah. I'm looking Chef forward kisses. to the conversation. <laughs> My man, I got a conversation pit in Westside. It's just waiting for you. Can we scheme on this thing? Because you got something special. Kansas City has something special. And here very, very soon, come April, we have the chance once again to let our voices be heard. My brother, any final thoughts as you get out of here? I cannot wait to have so many more conversations with our community. I think that our true genius, right, is in the collective mind of our city right here. We have to keep asking, right, when we're having these conversations is who's not in the room? Who's not going to hear this podcast and how do we reach them? I'm looking forward to reaching more folks, to having more conversations. Solidarity saved my life. We got us.
Back by popular vote because Janae Manley, when she comes on to the KC Morning Show, she brings the fire. She brings the breaking news. And look at this. Once again, Janae, you break in more news. You running for city council, second district at large. Is this is this real? Heck yes, it is. Hartzell, thank you so much for having me on. And you're right, I am. My name is Janae Manley, and I am running for Kansas City City Council in the second district at large this year, 2023. So how do we get here? I mean, your work, your advocacy with KC Tenants, KC Tenants Powered. I mean, your work for Kansas City, my friend. So this ain't come out of nowhere. You've been doing this for a while. But why are you now deciding to take this all the way, hopefully, to city council? Yeah, so let me take you back a little bit. I lived in Kansas City my entire life, specifically in the Northland of the city. I'm a tenant and a mom of Lillian Avery. I'm a former server at Applebee's. I've worked for TIP. And I'm also a former bank worker. And when I started organizing, I was an overnight manager at Quick Trip. Really, what I'm trying to tell you is I'm a human like you. And despite all of that work, I have had to donate plasma throughout the years that my kids were born to make ends meet. The struggle of the American individual is a myth. And we have been conditioned to follow that, right? My mom was also a single mom, and she taught me the importance of our community. She was a union electrician that worked to improve the lives of the ones she loved. That taught me that no individual builds or sustains a movement or actually addresses the issues in our lives. Through bonds and solidarity, we can actually support one another. So for the last three years, I've been organizing with KC tenants, and I've been having conversations with folks in our community, and I have found solidarity with people like me, who are just trying to survive. We all know the struggles and we know what we need in order to not only survive, but thrive. So for the past three years, doing that work and organizing with KC tenants, I realized the people have the power to fight back against developers and politicians who are making our lives precarious. They're making it so that we are struggling. And this is why I have decided to take the next step and run for Kansas City City Council. But I am not doing this alone. I am doing this through a model of people power. What that means is I believe in co-governance. Have you heard of co-governance, Hartzell? Janae, I've heard it from you, and I want these folks to hear it. You make it sound so sweet. Really, what it means is, like, the people closest to the problem are closest to the solution. And we need to prioritize making decisions with people instead of making decisions for people. We always need to be centering the people who are most impacted by issues in order to find true solutions. What that means to me is the people are directly engaged in the process, a process that we have historically been left out of. Running for city council is not just one election. What it is is deciding that we are going to build governing power with the people. I'm talking young people, old people, single parents, people from all walks of life. We plan to come together and we are going to thrive. So that's why I'm running for city council and I am so so excited to build a Kansas City where I know that my babies will come out in a world that is better than the one that they were brought into. Well, and you got some beautiful babies and they deserve a beautiful world to live in. So, Janae, I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. We've had you on this show many times. Folks know you in the community for your work with housing and those closest to the problem. They got the solutions. You've been fighting for folks in power to hear your solutions. But I know folks are going to say, well, she's just a single issue candidate. Well, explain to these folks why you are not a single issue candidate and why really you are a holistic candidate because you have a holistic approach. Yeah. I mean, so what I see as the issues, like they start at home. I've organized for housing because as a single mom, I can't go to my kids' schools and fight for their education when I know the rent is due, right? Mm. I know that mm. every parent, every person who's struggling in the city actually knows what we need. But 
we actually have to be brought to the table and encouraged to like not only name the solutions but build for them right so it's not just about housing it's about education it's about guaranteeing that like children have access to childcare that is sustainable to them it's about making sure they're all making a livable wage it's about making sure that we have sidewalks and roads that get us to where we need to go but all of that happens when the people can engage in the process when the people can come together and say, these are the things I need for my neighborhood. And not only say what we need, but evaluate the solutions we come up with to continue to create a better Kansas City every single day. So you're running for second district at large, which means the entire city is going to get a chance to vote for you. Hopefully vote yes for you, Janae. But for folks who don't live within the second district proper, love on your folks for a little bit. Tell us why you're doing this. I mean, I got to think that you don't run for office to represent the people if you don't love the people that represent your community. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your folks? My folks are people who show up to their community. They're the people who give one another rides. The doors that I knock on when I'm talking to people on the doors, the neighbors that we meet are people who are watching one another's kids. They're people who are going to work. Like literally will be like, I would love to talk to you right now, but I can't because I got to get to work. Our community is built by Kansas City. Not developers, but Kansas Cityans who know their neighbors who are serving our tables and working in our banks, just trying to create a life for themselves. I mean, that's why we're doing this, right? Because every door I knock on is like somebody who has a vision for themselves and their family and the people that they love and know that like we can live in a Kansas City that we get to stay in forever. I love that. Janae, let's say you make it in there. We got council member Janae Manley representing the second district at large. What is day one Janae doing? Give us a little preview. Day one, Janae, what is she doing? She's (laughs) honestly celebrating with the people and asking what comes next. How do we build? So what we know is that there's been a lot of ways that this city has said that they're working for the people, but they missed the mark because the conversation is just in City Hall. It's just happening in that building. What I want to do is go out to the community and be like, look, we have the ability to create policy that works for us. How do we do it? What does that look like? What boards are making decisions about our lives that like we actually should be in the room? I think the day after the election, it becomes a day where every person in Kansas City knows that this city is working for them and they are a part of it working, right? Like it's not just city council members are passing policy, no, the people are passing policy. Well, the people's got a lot of policies to start passing because we got a lot of issues on our plate in 23 and beyond, Janae. We've got NFL draft. They're talking about this downtown ballpark. We've got so much economic opportunity, but we got to make sure it's going in all directions. You know, how do you think you can help steer, help lead, help navigate us through some of this stuff? Because we got some major stuff. We got a new airport. I mean, the list goes on, Janae. This is a moment for Kansas City. So how do we make this moment a movement? I say it all the time. Time, how can you help us do that? Yeah, I mean, I think when we talk about a downtown stadium or KCI or even a streetcar, right? Like those things are moments in time. What I want to see us do is build a city that is built on longevity, right? The everyday issues that Kansas Cityans are dealing with, really creating the city that like people can stay. Yeah, we want to go to baseball games, but it doesn't matter if you can go to baseball games if schools are closing and Kids don't know where they go to school, right? And I think that like those are the bigger issues that we can talk about. We're not here to make headlines. What we're here to do is really create a Kansas City where the people are the headlines. The people are talking about like how this city raised their babies, how this city is the place that they plan to like live and grow old, and how they've known their neighbors for 30 years. 
And I think that like, those are the bigger policy conversations that I want to be having. That's important to me. How do we make this city safe, make this city love the people that built it and really create a history here where people want to be. Janae, before I let you go, I know you built for this. I know you built for this. Are you ready for this? And why Why are you so ready for this? I mean, this is a big deal. This is the future. Politics is local. And we spell local in Kansas City with a K and a C. So my friend, are you ready for this? And why are you ready? Yeah, I'm really ready for this. I mean, for the last three years while organizing at three o'clock in the morning, what I'll do is I'll go on YouTube and watch committee hearings, finance, governance and public safety. I watch neighborhood planning and development. I watch transportation and infrastructure and operations. I watch these committees happen because I'm always asking myself, how does my community get to be okay? It's not about headlines. It's about everyday policy that is consistently being passed without real questions being asked. And those questions can't just come from elected officials. Those questions have to come from the people. And because I've organized for three years, because I've been knocking on doors and asking real people questions about their lives in the city, and because those people have asked me those same questions, right? And I've had to look for answers. Those answers live in those committee hearings and we can get there because this city is ours. This city is ours. We shouldn't have to watch committee at three o'clock in the morning. Our elected officials should be talking to our neighbors and building out solutions that make sense for our community. And I think that's why I'm built for it. It's because I watch those committee hearings and then I call people I know, right? People I trust. Like, hey, this is what's happening in Kansas City. What do we do next? There is a huge, a huge body of people who want to organize in Kansas City, who want to build a Kansas City that we all deserve. All we have to do is remind the people that they have the power and the elected officials are looking to them to help us find those solutions. I didn't have this question planned, but I got to piggyback off of this. There does seem to be this divide between the Northland and we got to talk about it. We, we need to talk about the Northland, right? I feel like part of your run is to bring the second district into that holistic approach that you're talking about. How do you help bridge that gap? Yeah, I mean, I think a big part of that is like focusing on the poor and working class people of Kansas City. We know that Kansas City, everything that happens in Midtown, in the east side, directly and deeply impacts the Northland, right? What happens north of the river, the decisions that are made by elected officials north of the river deeply and directly impacts Midtown and South Kansas City. And we actually can't get to a Kansas City where all of us thrive if we're not building as a city in a city as a whole, right? That's why I want to run at large, because I think that Kansas City, the entire Kansas City, deserves to be building in a way that keeps all of us whole. A river, a physical division of Kansas City does not make anyone's life better and what we can be doing is looking to one another and recognizing that we have more in common with one another than we do with the people who dismiss and ignore us and that's what we're running on really building a kansas city that can thrive janae manley my friend plug your handles where can folks go to find you to donate i know you got a website it's the time janae Please see us. Come and visit our website at janae4kc.com. If you want to donate to our campaign, we would love it. Donate at janae4kc.com slash donate. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at janae4kc. Follow us on social medias. Check out our website. We really can't build a Kansas City where we all thrive unless the people of Kansas City decide that we're plugging in and we're going to hold elected officials accountable. We know what we need. Janae Manley, she is running for city council, the second district at large. When is that primary date, Janae? The primary is Tuesday, April 4th, 2023. So we will be on the ballot in just a couple months.
Janae, I say this every time, it is an honor to have met you. My life is so much more enriched and fuller and better having you in it. And for a lot of folks in Kansas City, I hope that they have that same experience here very, very soon, come April. Hartsville, I am grateful to know you and also to be building power alongside you. And the people of Kansas City, honestly, I know that we can build a Kansas City where we all thrive because we have a vision for it. So thank you for sharing that vision, honestly. All of these lines across my face Tell you the story of who I am So many stories where I've been And I got to where I am but these stories don't mean anything When you've got no one to tell them to It's true I was made for you yeah. I climbed across the mountaintops It's hiding the words that don't come out And all of my friends who think I am blessed They're 